What's up, my banana bunch? Welcome back to the Jungle Gyms podcast. Mark here, as always. I wanted to start this episode off with a wholehearted thank you to everyone who has subscribed and listened to the show so far. It has been so cool to spend every day feverishly reloading to track our stats and ultimately to watch this show kind of blow up immediately. It's so cool. Our first two episodes peaked in the top 30 food podcasts on Apple Podcasts, which is so huge. And literally, we could not have done it without all of you. And without me, of course, since I'm making the show. (laughs) While I'm mentioning this, if you love the show, reviewing podcasts is huge for the success of podcasts. And not only will it be great and beneficial for our success, it will guarantee that you see way more of the show and help me earn that sweet, sweet paycheck, okay? Now, Apple Podcasts in particular makes it super easy to drop a quick rating and a short review. Now, I'm not expecting you to write me the great American novel. I would read it, but tell everyone what you like about the show, and of course, share this with your friends. I would be eternally grateful. Maybe in the future, I'll figure out a contest for it too to really drive that, uh, that review engagement up. So, what's on the menu today? Well, today, I've got two fun interviews coming up. First off, we're going to the bakery today. Then, I'll be bringing in an outsider to test out a fun new bit to see what you all think about it. There's a lot of, uh, not growing pains, because I don't find it painful at all, but I am going to try some things out, and, you know, we'll see how it works, and I, I really need your feedback on that, too. It, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. I'm very confident. So just let me know if, if I'm wrong for feeling that way. Now, if you're listening, you're like, Mark, I don't want to listen to both interviews. I don't really care what you're doing. That's weird that you're listening to the show. But more importantly, I love dropping helpful time codes into the show notes in case you do feel like skipping around the podcast. Of course, I don't recommend this because you're going to totally miss out on something fun and interesting. But I did want you all to know that I always like to provide an option for you. As always, if you want to reach out to me directly, maybe you want to give me some notes, or maybe you think that you can bring something interesting to the program, send me an email. Hit me up at podcast at junglegyms.com. Hell, I mean, honestly, just send me an email and tell me what you're currently streaming right now. I'm curious. I just finished The Sopranos. And the same goes for you musicians out there. If you think you've got some instrumental piece of music that you've made that you'd like me to play like you're hearing in the background of the show right now, send me that too. Let's help each other out, shall we? Okay, so moving on. I know you've heard this a bunch and I keep saying this, but I'm obviously new to the company here and we've got so many employees, it's kind of hard to meet everyone. But I actually have been really very lucky to have met some great and really interesting people here who have really spent a lot of effort and time trying to make sure that I've been a success here. And I'm super thankful for that. One of those people is Christy, the assistant manager of our bakery. Christy is, she's one of those brilliant people you meet who just knows a lot about a lot of different things and has worked for this company for a really long time. She's like, literally bursting with knowledge and information to share. I would almost go so far as to argue that she knows this place almost as well as Jungle does. Not a joke. 
she has an anecdote and, or maybe even a full-on story for almost anything you see in the building. So it has been truly wonderful to get to know her. Make sure that you stick around for the whole episode, by the way, because she answers another one of those jungle rumors as to why we don't carry any magazines or other print media here. I thought it was pretty interesting. Very cool. So please, welcome to the WJJI studio, Christy. Hi, Christy. Hi, Mark. I had it so awkward to pretend that we weren't just talking for the last 20 minutes before this. <laughs> uh, tell me, tell me, tell, not just me, tell everybody, what do you do here? What do I do in the bakery or Maybe anywhere? Anywhere. Okay. <laughs> Let's start in the bakery and we'll work out. I have been at Jungles for a long time. I have been here about 26 years with a very unusual beginning in the early stages. I was starting in the cooking school and I was there from the second class on. Oh, wow. And at that time it was, let's for lack of a better word, very primitive. And from there I just branched out and I have worn many hats here in the store. My presence actually, I can walk around and say, I did that, I did that, that's mine. Ooh. Oh yeah, that that was in my house at one point. <laughs> you know, and so I've done tours around the city representing Jungle Gyms. And then eventually I ended up becoming the um, to the bakery. And I can't really say that I went to the bakery because I'm a baker. I'm actually a grill specialist. Mm. And so the deck that is in the store now was built for me to be able to teach grilling classes. And that's a whole nother story right there. Wow, I'm intrigued though. And it's funny because you and I have been talking a lot as we've been gearing up the show, because I've been, and I'll say this for everyone that works here that's listening to, I want to build a rapport with all of you. I would like to interview literally everyone that is willing in the company to share what they do. Let us showcase what you do. Let us showcase your department. But going on, I just saw the grill patio for the first time, not 20 wow. minutes ago. Really? Did they turn the lights on? The lights weren't on, but oh, I, didn't, I didn't ask either. We okay. were just, I was coming through with my cart because I got all of my gear for my taste test segment today. Well, in the beginning, we had to get approval from the fire marshal. Of course, that's just natural procedures. And when he saw we had put all these vines above a grill, <laughs> he's snapping pictures left and right. I mean, it was like crazy and he was not all that comfortable we had to move and adjust some things but it ended up i also um did a grill, grilling class at their fire station oh that's so much fun so he would recognize i know what i'm doing <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah with all the gear to put it out just in case this right. was a total disaster well my brother's also a retired fireman so that kind of helped <laughs> but yeah i mean the deck up there has so much ambiance and when the, the little lights in the vines are on it is just you want to sit there and just be on that area. Yeah. So I, I'm glad to see a lot that the Oscar station can use that area. It's really nice. Oh, that's really what, nice. Would you say that's one of your favorite contributions as it were to the store? Or do you have other, uh, you mentioned walking wow. through, you're like, I did this. I, yeah. you know, things like that. Right. What, what else are you really proud of? Um, when you go back to, well, this is a longer story. I'm here for it. Okay. Uh, the beginning at the back of the store, the little houses, that yeah. are different countries. Well, we were running a, con a, a contest that I was in charge of, and it was kind of stump jungle gyms. 
And people were supposed to send in a a card or whatever to say, I bet you don't have. And my job was to find out if we had it. Well, I received a letter, and in it, this person was talking about the prototype for all those houses was the last one. And at that time, it said products of Russia. Okay. And I got this letter, and she did her little thing about a bet you don't have, and then she wrote down there how we had actually insulted a whole group of people. And I was like, oh, my. And I have a phone number, so I call this person and go, what did we do? And she said, well, I'm the president of the Polish Society of America, and we spent our life trying to get out of Russia, and you just put us back in. And I went to Jungle, and I told him this. And that afternoon, that sign came down. Wow. And then we changed it to products of Eastern Europe. So I like that I was a part of that. Um, and I decorated all those. Oh. So, like, when you see the leprechaun on top of Ireland, yeah, I bartered with a friend <laughs> for that statue. <laughs> The flowers that are in the basket about uh, above Sweden, I did all those. I did the wreaths that are circling the lights up on top of the bridge. I think maybe one of my favorites, though, is, I don't know if you, because you're new here. Right. I, have you been to the Sherwood Forest Tree back in England? Okay, so I've been under it. Did you look up? And see the animatronics, or is there no. more? Oh, no. So then, no, of course. The tree's hollow. Yeah, and you look up, and it's filled with treasure. It's Robin Hood's loot. No kidding. That's awesome. And almost all that stuff up there was my son's. (laughs) He had outgrown it, and, you know, there's a knight's shield and sword and helmet and stuff. And that's my kids. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) I had no idea. Well, I'm going to be checking out Now you're going to need to check out. Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of people, we don't look up enough. Yeah. And I think that, that little bit... That little secret, that Jungle Jim secret might be my little favorite. I love that. That's a great, and that's exactly the kind of stuff I love here where it's just little things that every so often I'm like, oh, I've never seen this before. Like this one was an easy one, but near the old entrance, uh, I just saw the scarecrow hanging in the corner that's on a swing. I've never seen that. I've looked at the corn on the cob right next to it a (laughs) hundred times. Yeah, and those were actually relatively new. Really? In my world. Oh, yeah. In my world, those are real new. That's so funny. Yeah. See, that's what I love about this. I mentioned when I interviewed Phil, because we talked about, and this speaks to your point about us not looking up, and how at the Eastgate store in particular, we've color-coded the ceiling. I had no idea, and I've been there an absurd amount of times at this point in my life since it opened. And it's funny, I'm like, I never looked at the ceiling in the last, what, the store's been open almost 10 years now? I'm like, in 10 years, I never looked up. Right. And I've been looking at that tree forever, Never looked inside of it. So, yeah. yeah. There's always something to uncover here. It's there amazing. Is. You, it, it, it's amazing how you can walk around here. And you. I have met people who have shopped. And at the beginning of the day, they were at Eastgate. And they're on their way to Indianapolis. And they're just like, oh, we forgot to get something. And they stop at the Jungle Gyms in Fairfield. You can shop at both stores and never feel like you've been at the same place, even though we have the same items. That's a great point. Yeah, an entirely different... Not entirely different. It's, it's still, you can feel the cohesiveness between yeah. the brands, but at the same time, like you said, it's a right. great different experience. Yes. You know? Yeah. I always think about the uh, the hot sauce drone bomber there, but oh. that makes me think of, you told me a great anecdote oh, about the, the fire, fire truck here. Yeah. yeah. And you were mentioning that. Tell, tell, yeah. tell the audience so I don't steal okay. your thunder. The, the fire engine actually used to run, 
until I think Jungle stripped the gears. I'm not sure on that one. <laughs> but when they were putting it up, and like I mentioned before, my brother's a retired fireman. Mm-hmm. And if you look above the hot sauces, there are, is like a case that goes around the base of the fire engine, and it has all the, um, uh, what, badges and, and, yeah. and insignias of fire departments. And the very first one is MAC Fire, and that was my brother's. Oh, that's okay. awesome. Yeah, because when they were putting that up, I went to Junko and I said, hey, my brother gave me these for you to see. Do you know firemen? They exchange these. And so we put up a sign, hey, if you got one, bring it to us. And we add it to the collection. That's so cool. So it's, once again, you got to look up. See yeah. those little things. Yeah, and again, I love it. It's like not just this. It's like aware, observational awareness and a little reverence for what they do for us. Oh, very much so. So maybe this is a good time also to say, hey, if you're out there listening and you fight fires, you should you know come bring, let's showcase your badge. Right. I think that's really cool. Yeah. I've right. learned so much. You know, I've learned a lot from everybody here, but I think I've really had a great time because you have had so many very just interesting anecdotes. You're like the trivia <laughs> spokesperson for Trojan. I mean oh, that in the great. kindest and way. I'm going Going up against Phil and Jungle himself. <laughs> wow. Well, later we're going to actually have a duel in the parking lot to see who wins. And if a victor isn't declared. I can take them. Yeah. No I, problem. I feel confident. If not, we're going to uh, potato sack races every oh, weekend. Then I'll so, lose on that one. Um, okay. Well, then we'll work something out. Off All right. Okay. So swinging back to the bakery now. So mm-hmm. one of the things I've really impressed on the audience so far is the sheer enormity of our spaces right and how this store is like twice the size of literally the biggest costco you could find for example i'm i'm using averages there don't get mad at me costco but um how insane is the is the bakery setup like what am i expecting here right massive yeah it's the biggest one i have literally traveled around the country i grew up my mom brought me to jungle gyms when i was like six years old i've grown up with this as part of my life And then my husband, when we got married, he was in the Air Force. I have literally traveled the country looking for a Jungle Gyms wherever I went, you know, something like that. Yeah. So I can say with experience, I really don't think I know of a bakery that is bigger than my bakery here at Fairfield. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, to me, and I... I am hoping that through both this show and my time here at the company, I get to really understand this on a larger scale. But I've never seen anything like it. I should have probably figured out what the actual square footage is again to just throw that to me. I don't know if audiences care or know about that, but like I I love to try to at least give them something to be like, it looks like you could cook for the entire military. I mean, it's absurd. Well, um, not the entire military. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Lord knows I wouldn't want to. (laughs) It's hard enough because people will call and say, well, I want a lime cake. We don't do that. And it's just not feasible. We bring in our cakes. We make our icing. Oh, okay. okay? We make over 100 pounds of icing every day. All right. I can't even imagine what that looks like. It's done from scratch. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's it's very much limited ingredients. So I can't say it's a clean food considering it's icing. Right. But um, (laughs) it, it does not have all that much of ingredients. But to accomplish, to have enough cake to do what we need mm-hmm. i need a factory right yeah I, I we would have to run 24 7 and we can't yeah i mean my staff have been amazing through this covid 
We have held strong. We have held true. We've been there for each other. When we're frustrated, it's, okay, it's your day to vent, you right. know, kind of deal. But, oh, my staff has just been wonderful with trying to get through all this. And, you know, a lot of times we'll have customers who just, their their whole point is they want this particular item for one reason. We do what we can to accomplish what people ask, but a lot of times it's just not feasible. Sure. So our number one seller is our French bread. Um, I know, I mean, you, you can do the math. I do 70 loaves of French bread Monday through Thursday, and then it revs up for the weekend, and we do 150 Wow. Um, for Friday, Saturday, and I do 80 on Sunday. So that's, to be clear, that's 70 a day, you're saying, right? Yes. And then that's wild. Yeah. And then um, our number two seller might surprise people. It's Buckeyes. Oh. Buckeyes in the Buckeye State. And Lord knows when football season oh, in Ohio yeah. State starts, revs up that much more. We do thousands. Oh, and for the audience that might not be from the area, can you describe what a Buckeye is? A Buckeye is a nut. And it has a dark outer shell, Mm -hmm. and then the inside is tan. And there's always a little dot in in the center. And they were called a buckeye because... (laughs) Of course, you know the entire history of buckeyes. (laughs) My grandfather was a forest ranger. I love it. And so it was because it looked like a buck's eye. Okay. Amazing. And, and if you want to know why deer are called bucks, <laughs> that's another line. But anyway, so um, we became the Buckeye State, and it's one of Ohio's symbols. Um, and then the Ohio State University is famous as the Buckeye. Sure. You know, and um, Buckeyes are native to Ohio, and so this candy is just morphed into it. I've never heard of it called anything. Yeah. And it's the outside is chocolate okay. and the inside it is is a peanut butter blend. And the little hole in the middle is when you're making them at home where the toothpick goes in so you can dip them in the chocolate. Oh, and that's what it's for. That's yeah. perfect. And that's the that it's great. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense that it looks exactly like the nut. It does. So. It looks exactly like the nut. That's it really too does. Funny. So, and we sell thousands upon thousands and thousands of them some more i had no idea and i I didn't even it again it wouldn't have been something i would have even thought of in that regard oh sure i mean you know we're a jungle gym so you never know what to expect (laughs) um you will have to get my boss sharon to tell you why the bakery has meat sticks I, that is a story I would like to know, yeah, actually. you'll have to get her on with that story. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah. That'll be the trick. Sharon, I know you're listening. Uh, I hope so. Tell me about the meat sticks. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what other bakery do you go to that has meat sticks in their bakery? Honestly, I'm hoping this is a trend that will <laughs> share other bakeries going forward. No, no. And then, you know, we um, do cream horns, and we roll them. Uh, I... We started rolling yesterday. It's going to be Labor Day weekend. Sure. And we will be doing a case, which means it's, um, let's see, 12, 12 times, uh, about 120 every day, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And we roll those all the time. That's amazing. Yeah. 
yeah. I've never tried a cream horn, but it seems like something I totally should oh have already. Oh my goodness. And it's a simple, yeah. it's like a pastry with cream it's, filling, yeah, right? It's yeah. puff pastry, and we use a, a shelf-stable whipped topping. Um, some places might use a custard, but we do that. Um, with ours for a little longevity mm-hmm. yeah it's perfect well sense. not longevity ours one they're not around long enough but um <laughs> also you know ohio happens to have humidity you might have noticed that this is an item that uh pastry doesn't like humidity <laughs> right. and so it's really good that ours turn over so fast because they can get soggy Oh, okay. That yeah, and that would yeah. be less than thrilling in the pastry game. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that no, sounds awful. No, and we have chocolate and powdered sugar. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Sounds. Yeah. Like I know what I'm eating this weekend. Uh, you should. Yeah, between I, that and the brownie cookies, I've, I've been I, trying to get been, you to come over to my department. Well, I really want to do a day with you at some point. I think that would be a fun segment. I'm hoping. I, How I'm, early do you get up? Um, <laughs> I can get up. I'm choosing not to at this point until I'm until I'm not living in Kentucky, I think that'll change. Or when they maybe fix the... As somebody listening outside is like, oh, Mark, complain about this uh, bridge infrastructure. But you know what? Oh. It is nationally famous for being like the worst bridge in the country. So maybe I'm not... Maybe I'm, you know, right to mention it here. So it's terrifying every day. Uh, yes. Anyway. Uh, but speaking of that, walk me through one of your days. Like, what does a what day look day? like? Yeah. Okay. I walk in the door and the first thing is I have um, people who come in and we... We literally go through everything in that bakery looking at our dates. And so we're pulling um, our old dates. If I'm doing my job right, I shouldn't have a ton of reduce uh, because we, we're a bakery and my product is time sensitive. So we have to pull things that expire and we mark them down. And we have literally, when the doors open, people that are, hey, hey, what do you got today? You know, and we can't even get it to reduce by the time people are already <laughs> taking it off the shelf. And you're coming in really early, too, aren't you? I come in at 630. Okay. The person who's beginning to do the reduce comes in at 6. Okay. Um, the people that are in the scratch room, they come in at 530 and start the oven on and start things. Once again, we do such a high volume that we are particularly focused on, we'll get the morning bake done, but the majority of the day is planning for the next day. Oh, wow. So the scratch people will bake off every day. Um, right now, we're running a real strong new campaign about ask us about our buns. Oh, the jungle buns. The jungle buns, yeah. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, because yeah. we are making those in-house, right? We've always made them in-house. They Amazing. are completely from scratch. That's so cool. And there was talk in the beginning with COVID, you know, how much did we need to cut back or, or whatever. That lasted for like a week, and then everything exploded here right. at the store. And um, so, but the discussion was, and one of the reasons we did not drop our buns <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> the Bonamineo family as a group like these buns. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, these are Jungle's buns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. oh, <I> <laughs> and who'd have thought we'd be talking about this? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm really excited. I'd, I'd kind of been not involved directly, but aware of the rebranding that was going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was 100% backing it. When I saw Zach's original drawing, 
<laughs> or mock-ups or whatever for them. I could not stop laughing. Oh, and yeah. I've seen people posting it on social media. Oh, really? Already. And oh. that's, I mean, in addition to myself doing the same, but, but seeing it from other places, that's one of my favorite things about the gig so far for me is just... Aren't, aren't you glad we didn't do hot dogs? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't imagine the branding on that. I am horrified. Um, <laughs> this is only my third week here, so I, I love that I've been doing all these Get interviews. Used to yeah, us. Right? <laughs> no, I'm good. I, it, you know, it's funny because I am. I'm prepared for that for sure. I'm very. I, it's nice to be in a place to a certain extent where I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You are not prepared. You are oh, well, good. Well, now I will try to be prepared. Let's put it that way. Let it, I'm here for the surprises. Whatever whatever everybody wants to do. That won't be a problem. No. So I'm after sorry, yeah. yeah, but after we do the reduce, <laughs> then I put product on the floor that may need to be there at that time. And then I write out my assignments for my staff. Um, what needs to be baked. So that's when I mentioned before, if I'm doing my job right, there's not a lot of reduce. With time, it's not like a person can just blindly walk in and do my job. You have to be trained for this because you need to know your market. Um, Before COVID, because COVID did definitely change things. Sure. But before, I've mentioned to you uh, that um, I could tell what day of the week it is by who was shopping. I, it, it's pretty easy. Things right now are a little jumbled, but yeah. And so I know, you know, on Tuesday, I don't need to bake as many strudel as I do on Thursday. On Wednesday, oh, please let there be raisin bread because the senior citizens will kill me if there's not. Okay, yeah. I can just see you getting dragged off onto the bus oh my on the way back out. No, they'll point at you and say, why don't you have raisin bread? And it's like, because we had 200 bundles to bake. (laughs) (laughs) Go figure. You mentioned your team size. How how big is your team? Oh, I think, um, gosh, I think we have about 18 people. So, and and times are tough. Um, We are hiring. Okay, and that was going to be my (laughs) Is this like, what would you say your optimal team size would be on average? 22. 22. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, let's hope that this interview... A, shows how fun it is to work with you. I'm, I'm endorsing that right there. That's my personal <laughs> statement. But also just that, yeah, hey, if you like, if this is a passion for you, this is a company of people that have passions to do interesting things. And the other thing, though, is if you were to come and not have experience, it's not like you have to be a baker. Right. I will train you. You know, that's part. It, that really came in handy from being an instructor at the cooking school. I can handle teaching people. It's yeah. not for everybody. Some of my staff really are not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. So, yeah, it works. But, um, you know, even the scratch baking, we were supposed to have a guy start yesterday. He never showed. Uh-oh, well. Yeah, and no. they're supposed to have five. <laughs> there, there's supposed to be a staff of five in the scratch room. There are three. Oh, yes. Yeah, so which means... Nobody has a day off. Yeah. We arrange for them to all have one day off together, and we just plan for that. Very, it's hard. I can Um, only imagine. Yeah, and, you know, especially we have holidays coming up, 
and we're all going, what are we going to do? And that's my job. That's me and my boss. And, and my boss has been here for like 36 years. And I don't know what I would do without her experience and her knowledge. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, Sharon is a fantastic boss for me. I'd love to hearing that, too. Oh, yeah. So this is another reason why you should come and join the team. Oh, come on. I'm for it. Yeah, I'm here for yeah. it, too. That would yeah. be great. All right, Christy, you've been here a long time. You've seen a lot here. What is one of the strangest things you've ever eaten or gotten in this store? Oh, okay. Eaten involved the cooking school. Okay. And we had a chef, and the chefs would send us their recipes, and we had to go get the ingredients. There's a mushroom that grows on an ear of corn, and it's back in the um, Hispanic section across from the Brazilian area. Is that Huitla? Uh, yeah. Huitla Coche, maybe? Is that? They're very good. I was like, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was just funky. Really? Oh, I couldn't do it. I've seen it on like cooking shows before, so yeah. I've just never, I was like, oh, that's odd. Yeah, right. And then I've had wild boar, which I mm. discovered I love. Yeah. Love wild boar, except I, I learned um, you can't have it as leftovers. It acts mm. funky. Oh, weird. Um, I've had the ostrich egg, and somebody will have to show you on another show how to open that. I would love to see that, too. Maybe yeah. that's something we do up at the cooking school, and we can um, show it off. Actually, on. you need it in maintenance. Wow. <laughs> Even better. Okay, yeah. All right, so we're going to open the egg in the docks. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right, to close this out, Christy, something you've brought up a few times and I kept saying, don't tell me because I want to genuinely be surprised by this right. story, is that we have everything in this store, but one thing we don't have are magazines. Yeah. So why? Well, okay, what's the, what's first, the story there? I want to clarify something you just said because a lot of people get upset because they'll come in and say, but Jungle Jim's has everything. And it's like, no, not quite. You right. know, we have what can be legal. Like, I can always tell <laughs> when when Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, yep. when it's aired, because people come in asking for monkey brains. That's so... Sorry, folks, we don't have <laughs> monkey brains. They're not legal in the United States. But um, we do not have magazines, and it's actually... This is the anniversary of when the magazines were taken out of the store. We don't have the magazines. We don't have the newspapers. We don't have the National Enquirer. And it's, it's um, I think it is an amazing part of recognizing how Jungle Gyms is in tune with the world and current events and the people who shop here, and we recognize that. Because we do not have magazines in the store because of Princess Diana's death. Whoa. Yeah. When that occurred, Jungle was paying attention, and we saw um, what people and me personally feel. It was the paparazzi's fault. And he said, I will not have that in my store. I will never support that again. And he pulled them. And they've never come back. That's amazing. Isn't it? The other thing is that... Um, with her death, we we don't have a British embassy. We became the British embassy for, we have a lot of people who shop here from England. And the waterfall out front in the gate yeah. became a Diana memorial. Oh. And you see pictures over in England of all the bouquets of flowers stuck in the gates. 
That's what was happening here. Somebody started and then others and then more and more and more. It was covered in flowers. And we started memorial books for people to sign. And we had a wonderful lady who used to work here named Sarah Kaufman. If ever she's around, you have to talk with her. And um, Sarah started memorial books. And we had, I don't even know how many numbers that we ended up sending to Buckingham Palace. Wow. Yeah, and that just demonstrates how much Chunkles, we know who shops here and we try to respect what you need. I love that. I mean, and you've given two great stories now that way too. And so maybe this is a great opportunity that if you're someone out there that maybe you see something we've done doesn't totally jive with your view, let us know. We're we're always trying to do this in the best intent. I think that's a beautiful thing that I've experienced in my time here, that it's all, it's all done with love. And sometimes people make mistakes, so we're happy to correct those too. There you go. I love it. Chrissy, this has been a great piece. I really appreciate you spending the time with me today. Thank you. Yeah, this is awesome. Well, I'm excited to do more weird stuff in the store with you. So get ready. You're going to teach me how to make those brownie cookies. Actually, I'm going to teach you how to roll cream horns. I need help. Oh, that sounds... But I'm into it. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Well, I'm going to have to eat one first, and then I will gladly learn how to make it. That's my methodology for all cooking. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm into bribes. (laughs) I told you she was great, right? There are so many stories, and I know you're going to hear a lot more from her on the show. We've definitely bonded, so I'm here. I'm into the bakery, too. Maybe it's a little self-serving, and there's brownie cookies involved. But Christy also got me connected recently with a wonderful young woman from Brazil who will be joining us on the show next week to talk about her life experiences and some of the cultural differences that she's experienced since moving to the United States. But maybe most importantly, she taught me about feijoada, which I am almost embarrassingly excited to eat one day. Anyway, the point is, the interview with her is really fascinating, and you're going to love her. Speaking of people that you'll be fascinated by, you love those segues? Yeah, I feel very confident about them. I tend to get visited by people who know me pretty frequently since I'm here inside the jungle. Now, you can imagine having a pretty visible office has made it easy for them to find me, and it's super fun for me. I was privileged to be visited in the studio by one of my chef friends. Now, you may recognize him from his work on the Food Network, from things like Guy's Grocery Games, or from winning the Thanksgiving Challenge. Maybe you recognize him from one of the two locations of his restaurant, Boomtown Biscuits and Whiskey. Or maybe you've listened to his podcast, The Prep List, which just so happens to also feature me as his sidekick. Hell, it could even be from his pandemic-inspired series, Shit in the Fridge, where he takes common household items you might already have in your fridge and turns them into elevated dishes. I thought it'd be fun to bring in someone outside the jungle to share their experiences with the jungle, especially someone with so much culinary knowledge. So it's my pleasure to introduce you all to Chef Christian Gill. Something I wanted to do with you, and this is something I want to do with some of my other people here. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you a couple of uh, rapid fire questions. Are you are you cool with that? Oh, let's go. They're kind of they're mostly easy. So um, now some of these questions, right? Exactly. Sorry. No, it's fine. You can provide the audio. I'll loop it under the background. Oh, that's the Blade Two soundtrack. Um, okay, so obviously you've not worked here at the jungle. So these, some of these questions are ones I'm also asking our employees and the jungle family members here. Um, but I'll, I'll ask you a couple of these. So 
rapid fire question number one. Is your favorite location Fairfield or Eastgate in the Jungle Gym stores? Fairfield. Okay. Um, favorite food or meal? Thai food, drunken noodles. Okay. And is, is, is it favored enough for you to be the only thing you eat for the rest of your life? Yes. I love it. Do you have a favorite restaurant in town, preferably? Not a singular one. Okay. Um, how about outside of town? Mm. Has there been somewhere you've eaten where you're like, oh, man. Puerto Madero. Puerto Madero. I think that's what it's called. In Cancun? Yeah. Dude, it, it one of the best steaks I've ever eaten in my entire life. One of the just the best experiences I've ever Absolutely. had. Absolutely. That is so funny. Oh, my gosh. That's no weird. way. That is weird. God, how are we like I this? went there in 2004. It was amazing. I've thought about it forever. I remember they puffed these uh, potato like chip Oh, things. the potato souffle yes. uh, puffs. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. Like one of the best things I've ever eaten. Dude. I think about it. It's been 17 years, and I'm still like, oh, man. That chimichurri is <laughs> like because they char it. Yeah. Um, they char the, the, I don't know which herb is charred. I feel like it's the, the oregano. I feel like it's the oregano that's charred, but like that, that chimney is just by far the best chimney I've ever had. Um, also the razor clams, like everything about that meal was just a great experience. The presentation was amazing. Yeah. I remember in my head, and it's been a long time, and I, at the time, the world of restaurants, in, I was there in like 2004, yeah. the world of eating out was not what it is now, where it's like, cool is way more common yeah but in my head i almost felt like i had that salt bay experience where i just remember yes. you know what i mean though yeah. like it was amazing oh great answer i'm so glad that we have that shared experience also it was nice that i get to flex on the audience like yeah places <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> there's a i will say that there's one other restaurant that is definitely um i, I want to say it the right way but i i, I also don't want to i don't want to mess it up but it's one of nancy silverton's restaurants uh uh, it's in uh, Beverly Hills. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I've not, I've not been there. It's, I, I don't know how to, I don't want to say it the wrong way, but I want to say it the wrong way, but it's Nancy Silverton's restaurant in Beverly, Beverly Hills. Chi Chispacha, I think is what it's called. I think that's how they pronounce it. But, sure. um, one of the, like one of my most memorable, outstanding Italian, uh, experiences that I've ever had with no pasta. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, Nancy gets it. Yeah. That sounds really good. I would love to try that too. Yes. Sounds good. I'm adding that somewhere to the out list. there. Yeah. I would, that would be fun. Yeah. So when you come to visit the jungle, is there one thing in particular that you always have to get when you're here or almost always have to get? <sighs> I almost always have to get. Oof. Uh, so that's either going to be if they're around cheese and onion walkers crisps. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's a random, really cool pack of ramen noodles or just instant noodles from the Asian section. Great choice. I, I absolutely back that up. And the snacks, too, always. Just chef's kiss. Snack god. Oh, snack for sure. That's, a, that's our next show. <laughs> All right. What historical figure would you like to arm wrestle? Um, historical figure? Yeah, they'd be living or dead. Oh, so can't say Moses. I mean, that counts, right? He's on the list. I don't think he's on the list. Um, if, if we're putting Moses on the list, I'm going to say Gandalf. Gandalf. <laughs> okay. But then I guess. Yeah, it's I'm Middle like, Earth, all right? That's a different Earth. So, uh, and then in that case, is it Gandalf the Gray or Gandalf the White? Well, definitely the Gray. Okay. And yeah. can you beat him? And yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> he shall not pass. <laughs> Did that count? Because I didn't actually give you a real historical figure. I mean, if you have an actual historical figure, I'd like to hear. But if not, I'm, I'm okay with Gandalf for now. Um... Probably Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, okay. And do you yeah. think you could beat Teddy? No. Interesting. He was actually our first president that was also an arm wrestling champion, yeah. which is crazy that you picked him. He fought bears. Yeah, he really does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you collect anything? 
yes. Okay, what do you collect? Magic cards. Awesome. How did you start collecting magic cards? I was the dork nerd when I was a little kid that was growing up, and I, that was one of the only things that I could play with my friends that were also dork nerds, and I didn't have that many friends, and so we created our own little worlds with uh, D&D and magic. I love it. I love it. That's good. I was that idiot that didn't know what a Black Lotus card was when I was a little kid. I'm a, the and adult idiot that doesn't know what that is. Someone out there when they when you play this is going to be like, like, oh, look at this douchebag and he gave away Black Lotus when he was a little kid and a Platinum Angel and a blur. And it's like, yeah, that was that was me. Then, oh, hey, look, you live and you learn. It's about growth. I Some, also collect bourbons, my bad. Oh, do you really? Uh, do you have a favorite bourbon in your collection? Uh, currently, right now, my favorite is Peerless Rye. Oh, okay, cool. I haven't tried it. I'm actually not. I, so something I'm really excited about on the show is getting yeah. to learn things like bourbons and different alcohols that I don't typically drink. I was so. going to say, they have the, the state store over there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, it doesn't look like the bourbon collection is super, the bourbon and whiskey is super, super big, but mm-hmm. um, I'm always happy to bring you a little swizzle. But uh, I'm peerless a yeah. it's a, Well, next a, time you come up, we'll do like a sampling and yep. all that kind of stuff. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, all right, let me throw two more questions at you. Sure. Spring, summer, fall, or winter? winter okay Ooh, my my man i'm with yeah. you on this and last question every time you walk into a room your theme song plays what song is it uh the 16-bit battle music from <laughs> metroid oh that's good yeah I will. Uh, I'll try to provide a link in the show notes to that too, yeah. so everybody can listen. I think it's yeah, sixteen-bit battle music from Metroid. It was either that or it was going to be uh, the sixteen-bit Castlevania. Oh, that would be good too. The sixteen-bit yeah. battle from Metroid is definitely my. That's my theme song. Oh, for like sure. a lot of people would probably say that it's like standards Leslie Odom Jr. or it's um, Long Live the Chief by Jadena. Oh, great song uh, too. Like love both those songs. Yeah, but yeah, and one of the best dressed men in music too. Yes, yeah, for sure. I mean, they say Jadena, why are you dressing so classic? I don't want my best, best dressed day in, in a casket. casket. Yeah. You can either lead, follow, or get out the way. <laughs> so I did. No, see, I'm, 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 I'm hip to. God, so. we are so musically inclined it's on amazing. a food ish show. Well, maybe that's just something we do in the future, right? Music and the munchies. Music and the munchies. The yeah. two, my two favorite mu words. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christian, not like that mussy. No, not at all. Not no. very much like that. <laughs> I know we're not trying to do those plugs because everybody knows that we're here. But like, legit, there's so much delicious food here. I found lamb prosciutto yesterday. I found goat slash beef soprasada. Oh my god! It's called the chupacabra over there in the in the finer meat section. That little charcuterie yeah. deli. Oh yeah. man! Like what? I, I was like, "Can I have a sample of that?" And they were like, "You gonna buy any?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll buy like five slices, bro." Like I just want to taste it first. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is delicious!" Yeah, like, I can't even imagine. That sounds amazing. I'm gonna yeah, probably super earthy, rich, and still has kind of like this beets, um, this beets earthiness to it. But then it's got that slight gamey texture or gamey nature of like. Um, of goat, but then it's that wholesome like brazala, uh, beef flavor, very rich and very deep. It, it, oh, it's just good. It's good. Oh, that sounds really good. No, I'm sorry. It. No, that's amazing. Uh, this is one of my favorite things. Uh, I, you know what? Something else I always have to get when I'm in Jungle Gems. What's that? Finocchiona. So it's a fennel laden salami. Oh, um, so yes, please. They used to have multiple brands. Now I think they just have Columbus, but it's still really, really good. Yeah, Columbus is still great. Yeah. 
Uh, we're running a special this weekend. By the time people are listening, we'll be cleared out for sure. <laughs> but we had some of the Columbus pancetta for like 50 cents. A yeah, I saw you post that online and I was like, I'm, yeah, literally, you should see my fridge right now. It is. It's <laughs> the bottom shelf is all of my 450 North slushy sour beers. Nice. And then the midsection is no joke. My Brita water pitcher and is stacked pancetta. pancetta. And I'm like. This is probably going to go bad before I use all Should of it. Probably but like vacuum seal it or something. I was thinking about that, and it is sealed. It's like in a like yeah. a you know hermetically sealed container. <laughs> so a silica uh, packet in it. Yeah, yeah, right. No, that's the see. You know, sometimes you just want a little extra snack, so you got to <laughs> chew on the silica. Don't please do, don't do that, audience. The, Everything do is not a joke. Chew on the, the silica packet. Oh, gosh, kids today. Um, well, Christian, I've had a great time with you. Thank you so much for coming out here. I appreciate it. Mark, um, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, I look forward to it. Uh, anything you'd like to plug in the meantime? Um, you know what? Come on out to Boomtown Biscuits and Whiskey, 1201 Broadway, downtown in the uh, fake OTR, Pendleton. And then, obviously, the new Boomtown Biscuits and Whiskey out in Union, Kentucky, US 42, right in front of Kroger's. Got some dinner menu items out there, blackened catfish, blackened fried catfish. Ooh, yes, please. So, it's uh, yeah, please come out and see us. And then, of course... Listen to uh, check out the prep list with Chef Christian Gill and yours truly, Mark Borison. Oh, I heard I heard he's a great co-host and incredibly he's handsome. He's very handsome. <laughs> Got the face for radio. It's delightful. Uh, I, you know what? While I'm here, I think I'm gonna have to pick up seven or eight different condiments for our condiment is queen. That's section. a great idea. Yeah, that sounds really good. Thanks for visiting, Christian. I really appreciate it, and I hope that you'll be back soon to get weird with me. Speaking of weird with me. No, there's no segue here. Here at Jungle Gyms, we're always trying to make waves. And I think we've done a pretty great job of that. We're known for our innovations and creating this wacky and wild store for you all to check out. And because of that, I thought it would be fun if occasionally I brought in some people outside of the store to share that they're making waves in the world too. Because you know what? I think it's nice to shine a little spotlight when we can. If we think it's cool, maybe you'll think it's cool too. So here's a spoiler about me. I only like to do things in a genuine way. So if I talk to you about something on here, it's because I actually enjoy it or feel whatever way I tell you I feel about it. So when sponsors come on the show, for example, you're only going to hear from people whose work and or creations are something that I enjoy. That's sort of the cool thing about being an, dare I say it, an influencer. <laughs> While I'll be learning about cool things in the food and the retail game here and sharing that with you, while also getting to have some of these interesting experiences that I will also be sharing with you. Sometimes I just want to be the expert. You're going to get incredibly candid interviews. You know, I don't want to censor anyone. I want everyone that comes on here to just be real and themselves. And you know what? Sometimes people may have some things to say that don't necessarily align with our uh, internal beliefs. And that's okay. I actually think that's probably part of the magic of the show a little bit. So uh, keep that in mind when listening to these interviews. So today, my last little bit before the outro on the show is about a guy I saw written up on AV Club and BuzzFeed a little while back. He draws these dumb drawings of, and I'm putting dumb in quotes, by the way. It's, it's his verbiage, not mine. Uh, but he does these dumb drawings of celebrities, and often they send them back. Now, I didn't realize this guy was actually here in town until a chance meeting in an online video game during the pandemic. And you know what? I'm telling you all this right here. No one really thinks about it, but video games can actually bring people together in a positive way. Now, it turns out that the two of us only lived a few miles apart, and I thought it would be interesting to bring him on the show to chat a little bit about what he does. 
Let me welcome to the show, Alex Leeds. What's up, Alex? How you doing today, bud? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. This is awesome. This yeah. whole studio is nice. Uh, Thank you. And congrats on the success for on the show so far. Yeah, it's insane. I honestly, I mean, I there's that part of me that I'm like, of course. I'm <laughs> but there's that other part of me that's like, was I really expecting that kind of? No, I, you know, I'm glad. I, I this is such a cool brand and such a cool store. Yes. How could it not? You know. Right. Yes. Uh, well, you know, I I know I was joking with the audience beforehand, but I didn't realize you were local. I just seen you be in like big national publications, and then I was right. like, oh, this guy's hilarious. So I started following your Instagram page. Mm-hmm. So, okay, tell me how. First off, what's the handle? I, I won't say it. It's uh so Instagram uh, dot com slash dumb celeb drawings. How did this start, dude? Um, it started. It started probably back in 2013, 2014. I um, honestly, I was a little high, just drawing with my friend, um, and I drew the Florence Yall water tower. And, <laughs> so, and and let me give a little context. If yes. you are in the uh, Midwest, there's a town, Florence, Kentucky, and it there's a giant water to- tower that you, yes. maybe you've seen. I feel like it's been internet yeah. viral. It has times. a Wikipedia page. Does it really? It does, it, yes. It, it, perfect. So now they know where to look it up. Yes. Yeah, you can see it. It's like a giant water tower that says Florence, y'all. And I heard a rumor that it used to be for the Florence Mall. Oh, yeah. But there's some <clears throat> legal issue where they had to change it to y'all. Yeah, I guess the story I heard is... Uh, they were in the process of building the mall and they couldn't advertise. There was some law where they couldn't advertise the mall until it was uh, actually open. So then they had to change it. That's That's the story I heard. I like that story better, actually. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt. I just want to make sure I gave a little context. Oh, yeah. yeah, So you're drawing the Florence. I was drawing. Yeah. The Florence y'all water tower. And in my mind, while I was drawing, I just had this idea. I was like, it would be really funny if Florence Henderson, the mom from Brady Bunch signed this somehow. And, you know, I mean, the only, <laughs> the only way that could have ever happened is if I just mailed it to her, you know, I don't, I, I was never going to see her in person. Um, so I went online, looked up her, uh, fan mail address, found one, which, you know, who knows if it was going to work or not, you know, and mailed it off and just thought, you know, I'm never going to see that again. Uh, <laughs> and then like a couple months later, it came back and, uh, she had written, uh, you know, to Alex drew a, and she, she wrote uh, love y'all, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. Drew, yeah, drew a heart, signed it Florence Henderson, and I was like, that's wild. Like, I wonder how many of these I could end up, you know, getting back. And then it just, you know, I got, I've, so far I've gotten over 300. Wow. Uh, yeah, probably around 320 or so. And how long have you been doing this for? Um, For, you know, for about, you know, six, seven years. But the first, first couple of years, I would just send them out whenever I got an idea um, for one. But then... I got real serious about it um, and decided to do one every day. Like I just, you know, made it, made it a habit. And once I, you know, once I, uh, you know, do something every day, it's real easy to keep doing it. Um, So, you know, I just, I have to spend a lot of money on stamps is the only uh, drawback. Um, we got we got to get a stamps.com or mailchimp <laughs> or one of those yes. ones for you here if you're listening out there <laughs> send this man a, one of the things with the scale that I hear about another podcast. Yes. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah. How long would you say it usually takes you to do a drawing? Is that a weird oh, question? No, no, no. It, it, not that long of a time. They're only on like the size of uh, postcards. Okay. Um you know, probably an hour or two. You know, the biggest the biggest hurdle uh, I guess for the whole thing is finding an address. Um, that's usually the first step, uh, find the address and then come up with the idea. The ideas are usually the easier part and then just drawing it. Um, like I said, I usually get it all done within a couple hours. Oh, cool. 
That's amazing. Yeah. Do you have any uh, favorite uh, celebrities that you've reached out to or heard back from? Or maybe, um, oh, oh, no, go ahead and answer yeah, that one uh, first. Probably, <laughs> probably my all-time favorite uh, is I got a drawing back from Dr. Fauci. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I did a drawing of uh, Jim Carrey's The Mask and sent it to him. Oh, my god! And he signed it. But I think I, think I got lucky uh, with that one because... I had sent it out, and then the next day, there was a story about, I guess he had been exposed to COVID, so he was going to have to quarantine. Oh. So I think I sent it, I, I got it to him when, you know, when he was just in his house, yeah, so doing like, what nothing. What else am I going to do? I'm going to this drawing. Yeah. Do you send, do you send like a letter with it going, hey, this is, what, do you give them any context to what you're doing? Yeah, I, uh, so I send a letter, you know, um, just saying, hey, I'm a big fan of yours. Uh, I'm an artist from Cincinnati, comedian, whatever. And it just asked me if they would sign the drawing. And then I always include a self-addressed stamped envelope um, just to make it easy. They can just yeah. sign it, put it in the mail. So I had to send out two stamps, you know, right. every time. All right, here we go. Come on, stamps.com. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'm getting that sponsorship for you. That's so cool. And, and that was going to be one of my, um, my big questions was how mm. do you get it back? And in turn... Do you keep a co like an original? Do you make two copies of the art, right? Do you have like an unsigned one that you keep for yourself? Um, or? No, I just send I send out the original. Oh, so so yeah. some of you just they are lost to time. They ultimately. are, yeah. Uh, wow. I take pictures of them in my phone, um, but yeah, I've sent. I mean, I I, I said I got over three hundred back. I've probably sent over fifteen hundred, maybe. Okay. Yeah, so it's you know there, I've gotten a lot back, but I've also sent out you know probably three times more. This is the epitome of shoot your shot, though, right? You know, I mean, I think that's. It, one of my favorite trends so far in the interviews I've done on the show is really just even internally, you know, it's been mostly people internally here in the company. Right. But really the trend I'm finding, and I can tell you this has been successful for me in life too, is that you'll find everybody that's doing the thing that you're, you know, anyone like watching you. Right. It's like, yeah, it's because you took the chance and you're like, this is funny. I'm going to do it. Yeah. You know? That's so awesome. And it, it, you Thank know, again, you. I know I joked about it, but like seeing you in AV club, yeah. I was just like, this dude's hilarious. This is such a funny idea. Yeah, no, and I love that it's been successful for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, so uh, you know, just I love the Onion and AV Club. Somebody reached out to me on Instagram. One of the guys, he's, one of the, I guess, editors, he's like, I want to write a story about it. And I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> that would be amazing. You have to say yes. <laughs> uh, are there any that you have sent out that you thought you'd hear back from, but definitely did not hear back from? Uh, the one that, all, that comes to mind is I've sent a, and I sent him a drawing three different times because I just really wanted it. And it was to R.L. Stein, yeah. author of Goosebumps. Yeah. And, you know, because I loved Goosebumps as a kid. And I sent him a drawing uh, three different times of uh, Pennywise from It. <laughs> and no response and I know he's like, there's a website out there, fanmail.biz. That's where I got, you know, that's where it's like a, you know, a forum where people like mostly like autograph collectors, um, yeah. they'll post like uh, people who are signing the address. And I know he like signed stuff, Yeah. but he just, he just, I guess not into it at all. That's disappointing. Cause yeah, he might, maybe he's one of those people that like takes himself way too seriously. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with the goosebumps. <laughs> I've changed a generation spheres. So. Right. I wrote a book about the beast roller coaster that <laughs> nobody seems to remember, but Mark in this moment yeah. right now, that's amazing. Do you have any uh, upcoming things that you'd like to plug before we can call it? Um, not necessarily just, uh, if you just follow me on Instagram at dumb celeb drawings, I, uh, whenever I have stand up shows, I, uh, I'll post about it there or any kind of videos I do or any, pretty much any kind of work I do. I post on Instagram. I think that's the best way to connect 
with people for me at least. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, it's great. And I, yeah. I, I think you had the Jeb Bush story posted on there somewhat recently, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I thought I was good when you were telling me. Yeah, like, I took I a screenshot of the email. That's <laughs> so good. Oh, all right. Well, I will be, you know what audience feel free podcast at junglegyms.com. Let me know uh, what things you want me to send to Alex's DMs to request him. To <laughs> yeah, if, you, if anybody listening has ideas for celebrities, you know, uh, different drawings, hit me up. I, I could always use, uh, you know, more ideas. Or requests for their favorite now, this is what I call music drawings. We, we didn't too. get a chance to mention that, but those were hilarious yeah. too. Thank Ugh. you. Well, f- uh, yeah, everyone, follow him on Instagram, at DumbCelebDrawings. Alex, thanks so much for joining us. I can't wait to see what you draw of me. I am sure I will be uh, full of regret for requesting that now. All right, everyone. I had fun with you all this week. I hope you had fun with me. I'm really looking forward to next week where you get to meet Raquel, as I mentioned earlier in the show, and you're going to learn all about Brazil. It's great. It's a really long interview, but I think you're going to be fascinated much in the same way I was to produce it, as well as a little more time with Christy, who... I really enjoyed re-listening to the interview this week. I don't know if you know this, but I listen along every episode. That's the nature of editing and producing a show. As always, and I'm going to bookend, I think, every episode with this now. If you're listening and you're enjoying the show, I would love if you could give us a review on your favorite podcast platform, especially if you're an Apple user. In our first week, we hit the top 30 food podcasts on Apple Podcasts, which is insane. I am so appreciative of all of you, seriously, for listening to the show and for getting engaged with me. You can also reach out to me directly at podcast at junglegyms.com if you want to send me an email or if you visit our homepage at junglegyms.com slash WJJI. The talented folks in our creative team created a form so that you can all create like or rather send in your suggestions and requests for the shows that way too, if you want to stay a little more anonymous about it. Don't worry, I'm not sharing your data here. So on that, thank you all so much for listening to the show. Thanks for sticking around with me. And I'll see you out there in the aisles. The Jungle Gyms podcast is recorded in the WJJI studio inside Jungle Gyms International Market in Fairfield, Ohio. 